And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me tonight, I actually have my co-host, Charlie. Say hello to everybody, Charlie. Hello. And tonight, we are reviewing episode five, Runaway, of Dexter New Blood. So let me give a quick synopsis of what this one's about. Uh, Dexter's method of, of protecting his son from drugs unleashes his dark passenger in a very impulsive way. Meanwhile, Angela and Molly take a trip to New York City that leaves them wondering about a well-respected member of the community. So with that being said, let's get on with the review. So it starts off with Kurt and, uh, Kurt and Chloe. Kurt wants Chloe to stay with him until she gets on her feet. He wants to do pay it forward. And that's what he mentions to, also to Harrison too, though. Whenever Harrison's walking and he's hitchhiking and stuff like that, he goes, you know, you have to pay it forward inside the diner when he's sitting in the diner with uh, Harrison. But also to uh, Angela finds out that Matt has been staying at a five-star hotel and, Manhattan and Angela goes to New York to see if Matt is alive and if Kurt's story checks out. So the opening and everything, we st- we finally have a little bit of that mystery that we've been wondering about. What's the deal with Kurt's son? What's the deal with Matt? We know Matt's dead. We know Dexter killed him. But why is there a paper trail? And exactly, LeBron James ashes all over the place. But what did you think about the opening part with Kurt and... Chloe and all that other stuff. I mean, it just it just like it just confirmed my uh, my prediction that Kurt is really the kidnapping of all these girls. He's like the killer of all these runaways. And once Chloe is in the house, you just know she's the next victim. From the last episode, when you saw her driving off that road, next victim. And like the way she's freaking, I was like, "Oh my god, I love it here!" Like freaking out, and I was like, <laughs> "I was like that." But she was the one that she was able to figure this stuff out. Like she right. was the only one so far that figured it out. And yeah, it was unfortunate. I was kind of rooting for her to you know win, but you just know that was not going to happen. <laughs> no, I was rooting for Chloe though. Chloe was a fighter. I have to give her that, yeah. but also too. I like the fact that you have a girl who is so thankful that Kurt would do something so nice and so generous to help her. And that's why she's thrilled over it at first and stuff like that. But when she realizes what Kurt Kurt's doing, that's when her defenses start arising. But another thing I wrote down was this Molly and Angela. Okay. Dexter still believes that Harrison is lying. Harrison explaining that he has the, Straight blade for a reason, living out on the, his own. Harrison doesn't trust Dexter, but Dexter's also questioning his own his son's motives and everything too. Because he goes, "Hey, why do you have this blade? Why do you have this on you?" And he's and Harrison's trying to explain to him, "I've been on my own for seventeen years. For seventeen years, I've been on my own, traveling, uh, and I ran into some rough patches here and there with other people." So I'm using it for self-defense purposes only. I'm not. I didn't stab. Um, what what was what was the kid's name that he didn't uh, stab? Ethan. Ethan. He didn't stab Ethan, and so he's using it for self-defense purposes supposedly, and so that tells me that either Harrison's lying or he's telling the truth, because he didn't lie about some of the other stuff that happened, but also too. Ethan's telling a completely different story about what happened, and Dexter's saying, well, you know, that's not the story I heard from Ethan. 
or anything. He goes, so who are you going to believe, your own son or me? And, you know, this goes back to the time when Harrison was, ha- where he has to go ahead and take, retake the test again. And Dexter, because Dexter didn't believe the fact that he cheated or not. And Harrison said, I didn't cheat. So it makes me wonder, did he use this knife for self-defense or didn't he, even though the blood splatter actually points to points to him stabbing Harris, uh, ha- stabbing Ethan, you know? Yeah. But. Sorry, I was just looking up that that like that the blade about how he had to do take care of himself or that. I was trying to look up again. This is all going back to Trinity Killer, and don't worry, we'll be getting to that. I was wondering about the other family members of the Trinity Killer because Darrison had to say he stayed at foster care areas. I was trying to see if he met up with any of the other family members. Again, this is just the theory. If you met up to be able to get that exact type of a weapon, because that weapon is very infamously known, the Trinity Killer used that weapon to slice the like slice the uh, arteries and then let them drown in their own blood. In a sense, I was wondering if Harrison met up with somebody from that family, whoever's alive. Again, I don't know. This is just the theory. If someone gave him that blade. I don't. I don't see that happening. I think he just did some research over the with the Trinity Killer and stuff like that. Especially whenever you have Molly, who winds up describing how how Rita died, and I'm yeah. thinking maybe he got the idea from that in a sense. Maybe. Well, I was just saying the what just the knife in general. I wasn't talking about his theories for doing it. Just somebody gave him that weapon. I, I don't know. know. I'm just saying. I just think that he. He winded up doing some research on it. Don't forget, I'm sure that he, he went over to Miami Metro or something like that and did some research too. I mean, that's it. I mean, again, there's, this episode doesn't have many predictions. I'm just trying to come up with something that's to spark conversation. Right. I'm not saying it's true or not. Right. I, was just, I, was I was just trying to see. It, it, it's plausible though, because how does he have that exact weapon? That and that. I wasn't talking about his motives and the reason, like how he knew how to cut Ethan that way. I was just just saying maybe how he got that weapon from here because he had to he was he was living in foster cares or foster fanes all around the pay thing he could have approached some guy that mean like that may not have mentioned oh hi i'm i'm arthur mitchell's fa- like son and all like it's like this somebody gave him the weapon i don't know i'm just just speculating right. that's here. all i'm saying though i'm just talking about the blade i'm not talking about the incisions or anything like that i'm yeah just that's what i was talking about i was just talking about the blade i'm right. talking about incisions I was just talking about the bleed itself on where he got yeah. it. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do uh, <laughs> Okay. So then of course, this is when he winds up where Harrison winds up storming out. And then this is also too, where Harrison winds up finding, uh, winds up coming across the bullies that bullied, uh, Ethan, which Didn't is they come to the cabin. Yeah. They, they come to the cabin. Up, yeah. They showed up at his house. Pick up Harrison. At first I thought they were going to do something to Harrison. At first, to the point where I didn't really trust them. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; he saved their lives, but also too, he called them out on their BS though inside the auditorium. So I'm yeah. thinking to myself that maybe that he might actually get whacked. There's some other scenarios that was going through my mind though too. Maybe Dexter might have to come in there and mm-hmm. save Ethan from some. I'm not Ethan, but save Harrison from something. But. You know, my mind was just going through different things. And even Harrison was actually going through 
the motions yeah. of that too. He wasn't, he was very hesitant at first. Mm-hmm. Then he looks at the cabin, he looks back at them. He's like, you know what? Throw me a beer. So they give yeah. him a beer and he goes over to the party. And I think, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go on. I was going to say, I think later on, because in one of the, after the, I think the first episode or something, it's like the behind the scenes thing they always do at the episode. It's like they're having the cast interviewed and then they're showing clips. And I see there's a, I think it look, either looked like Harrison or Dexter and there's a brawl inside that cabin. And a look, and a guy looked like he was wearing a jock thing. I think that I think that brawl is going to happen later on, and I think it's either Harrison or Dexter. I think it's more likely Harrison, and Harrison has to defend himself in de- in the cabin against one of the jocks. So I think like I think you're right. You're I think you're spot on. I think it may, might be uh, maybe not have been that that moment because I was thinking that was going to happen. I think it's later on. I think there's going to be a huge fight in a well, cabin. That would actually make sense because don't forget when Logan comes over there, which is the police officer, after Harrison winds up ODing, that's when he when Logan winds up asking him, Where did you get the drugs from? And he doesn't Harrison doesn't say anything. He just gives a little glaze gaze over to one of the jocks. Mm-hmm. And then that's whenever he, Logan goes on ahead, he goes, I'm not your coach right now. I'm a police officer. You need to tell me where you got those drugs at. And that's when, of course, we wind up uh, seeing where basically he winds up telling him, look, I got it from some guy named Miles. And so, therefore, now they got a name attached to homemade drugs that they made. But I'm thinking 100% that one of the drugs does come over to Harrison's house. There's a tussle inside the, inside the cabin because of the fact that he ratted out the dealer. And because of that, he, his ass is on the line, though, too. The jock's uh, ass is on the line. Because think of it like yeah. this. He's also on the wrestling team. Yeah, he could get thrown off for drugs. Yeah, exactly. And I'm thinking Logan's probably going to wind up throwing him off the wrestling team for doing that. Because think yeah, of it. Uh, they're or, minors, or, so therefore yeah. they can't arrest a minor. So therefore there has to be other means to basically arrest somebody. So therefore, they would have to go ahead and throw him off the wrestling team. So I'm thinking that's what winds up happening. That's just a theory. I can yeah. be wrong about that theory, but I'm thinking that's what winds up happening in the next episode. Or Harrison like beats him and like uh, like because if they're if, I mean, they may not they may be like doing a sparring session and Harrison goes he goes pretty far on him. Maybe mm. he's trying to attack him too. Again, because we see that like, he's wrestling in the next episode and Dexter's looking on, so he might do something. I don't know. Um, the wrestling idea is not so far fetched, though. Yeah. Either, because we've seen where Harrison could probably take it a little too far, and everything too. He could black out. He could have X number of things of, that could go wrong, mm-hmm. and he doesn't realize he, what he's doing or anything. So it could be a lot, a lot going there. So I'm not going to rule that off either. But that's a good uh, point that you made about the rest about that though. Yeah, I mean it's because pl- the, the next episode it has them wrestling, so that. But I mean the they're all plausible ideas of like that. I mean there's definitely gonna be a brawl. I definitely think it's Harrison, and I definitely think it's a jock because who would want to come to Dexter's cabin and fight him in his cabin? Or Dexter has the like Dexter has the home field. Like, well, nobody knows Dexter the way we know Dexter. Everybody yeah. just knows him as Jim Lindsay. Yeah. So 
you know, they just think he's like an average guy working at a gun shop. Yeah. So that's another thing. But still, I'm th- I'm leaning more towards the fact that because of Harrison ratting out the drug dealer and now Logan might throw the jock off the team, I'm thinking that I'm going to go with that route. Yeah. On it. Because it's, to me, it's a little bit more realistic. But also, too, I'm not ruling out your idea either. Because no. that could also happen, too. But there's also got to be some kind of repercussions with the jock. There has to be yeah. some kind of punishment for for that, though. Yeah. And Logan is the type. Of, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into his interrogation tactics and everything too, because I definitely like him as an interrogation officer. To be honest with you, Especially he's like a, he's like a less intense Dukes. Yeah, but, but he's likable. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't yell surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> no, he knows how to tame himself. When it comes yeah. down to taming himself, and he's he was dokes, and he was a wrestling team coach. He was oh, motherfucker. Man. Where did you get those drugs? <laughs> he would pull out his gun and point it to a kid. He he he'd Mike Lowry the situation right on that one. But uh, I mean, I like Logan, but then again, I don't like him because he he keeps interfering right when Dexter's about to you know do the job. We're gonna get to that in a minute because yeah. I just want to. I'm gonna talk about that. He's a cop blocker for Dexter killing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after that winds up happening, Harrison's invited to the kill list party. He winds up partying. We mentioned that. Dexter's also in the bar drinking. And then that's when Kirk comes in. Oh, yeah. That creepy and plays dance. the song Runaway. Now, I'm now this is what I winded up calling Kirk, the runaway uh killer. Yeah. Which is actually fitting. fitting. And Another thing, though, too, I want to mention this with Kurt. The song Runaway and everything is about a breakup song about the boyfriend sad because his girlfriend left him. So all we've been seeing all through this whole entire season is to come with the, with him losing his son. But what about the mother? There has to be a turning point for Kurt at some point to doing what he's doing. So I'm wondering if we're going to get an introduction into Kurt's background a little bit as to why he's doing this killing, and also, too, what happened to the wife? Because mm-hmm. that's something I was wondering about, too. But also, too, that song Runaway can also be referred to the runaway girls that he's killing and kidnapping. Yeah, And it's basically foreshadowing of the fact, hey, look, I'm the killer. I've been killing these runaway girls. I'm playing the song in the bar. You guys are just not getting it. Mm-hmm. Because remember, each month or once a month, he comes inside the bar, dances with the bartender, and then that's it. And then he comes back again next time drunk the same way. So that's just a little theory of mine. But I'm thinking of the fact that that's his signature, is playing that song. He doesn't collect blood samples or anything like that. Yeah, he has a little bit of a way of draining the blood and things like that. But as far as signature goes, I'm thinking that song is his theme song, his way of letting people know I am the killer. I'm in this town. Come at me. But you don't know who I am. It seems like he plays that song right before he's about to do the do the deed. Yeah. It, yeah. Because um, Chloe's still at the apartment. And that's when she figures out. She sees the uh, thing on the camera and says, you're going to die. Um. And then, and then you see him creepily dancing and, like, to that song, and he's drunk. I, I, I think that he, 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 I think he got pissed off. So, 
and then you decide to get drunk. But uh, I'm ready for Dexter to get him. Like, let, let's do it. This, this, this end him already. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. I mean, I do feel like his story has kind of dragged out a little bit, a little bit too long. Yeah. But they need to have the reveal soon. I feel like yeah. maybe episode seven that might actually do the reveal. But yeah. uh, then after that, Harrison talks with Audrey at the party. Someone gives him gives Harrison ecstasy, which is not even regular ecstasy. It's like the homemade ecstasy, uh, which it's is black market stuff. And then after that one is happening, then that's when, of course, uh, that's when he winds up telling everybody, hey, look, my dad's not named Jim. Isn't Jim. I'm like, oh, crap. Is he really about to reveal the fact that his dad's name is Dexter to these people? Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself at the same time, I'm like, well, no one's going to really listen to him because it could be just Harrison. Just, right. But what do you think? I don't know. I think and I mean, I saw that portion. I was like, I was kind of like, okay. But then Audrey kind of like is calming him down a little bit and then getting into the, the other room. And then right before, right when he pat, when he ODs, I think that's when all I think Audrey's really the only one because she was the only one that was sober that whole party. She was the only one that kind of picked up on that, and that's what really bugged her was the fact that Jim Lindsay is not his name is not his dad's name, and that's what gets Audrey spooked. So she's got the inner inner cop in her as well, and that's why she and that's what she told Angela at the end of the episode too, and that's what gets Angela like okay. You just confirmed my theory. I'm going my gut. Um, right. And also, well, we're going to get into when Angel shows up and all that stuff, yeah. too. Surprise. There's a lot of meat in this episode, <laughs> even though there's not much speculation. There's not much theories that we have, which I'm okay with. But I'm fine with just discussing the episode without theories sometimes. Because yeah. sometimes we just need to have a good time just reviewing the episode rather than theorize sometimes. But... Uh, then also too, before that happens, Harrison um, winds up going up to this one girl to carve an H in her uh, ankle. Oh yeah, that was brutal. I was like, because he saved her life, and the girl asked him to do it, and then she does it, and then she gets she he gets bitched at for doing it. She, I was like, what are you doing? You're asking a guy that's high on drugs (laughs) to draw to carve an H in your leg. How stupid are you? Like, literally. Did you not think this was going to happen? Like, I'm surprised she wasn't on Jackass. Because that sounded like something that someone did on the Jackass show. Hey, when you're hot on ecstasy, you're salvia. Can you carve an H in my leg? <laughs> oh, no, I'm bleeding. What did you think was going to happen? Right? <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like. Teenagers, though. <laughs> I know, and it, and that's why they're like, and the and then uh, if somebody asks them to do it in a horror movie, they're probably the first ones who probably did because they don't list, they don't follow the rules to survive a horror movie. She's probably one of the ones. Oh, she probably ones that was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna lose my virginity in a horror movie. Spoiler alert: you're gonna die because that seems to be how this works. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do like the fact that Audrey is the voice of reason and does call nine one one. Yeah. And then Logan comes out over there and get winds up helping out with that situation. Because Harrison was almost a couple seconds away from dead. Actually dying. Yeah, he would have died. 
And a matter of fact, that's what he tells Miles in the interrogation room, which we're going to get into in a minute. Yeah. Um, Deb keeps blaming Dexter for Harrison's ODing. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that was was annoying. (laughs) Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because to me, Deb hasn't really been the greatest motivation. Yeah, let's talk about that. I got it. I mean, I don't know. Deb's very hit and miss for me this season. Um, like very the first time you hear see, she's like, You're a fucking moron. Like, she's dropping the F-bomb right off the bat. I'm like, okay, Deb, yeah. I mean, I, I think the favorite episode I liked her in was when like was her her in a sense helping Dexter trying to, you know, hide the body or get rid of the body with the wood chipper. That I like Deb. These last two ones, uh, she's kind of she's trying well. I did like her when on Harrison's talking about how great Aunt Deb was. She did curse a lot. And then her, like, she got a, she was getting a, like a humble brag moment right there, a dead brag moment. But now, but most of the time, she's just been not helpful. She's been hurtful. <laughs> yeah. She's been mostly just basically just being a total witch towards Dexter the whole entire yeah. time. And everything, but although she does make some good points here and there with certain things, but other than that, though, she's not the voice of reason like Harry is. Yeah, but that just goes to show you how how much she hates her brother for for drowning her while putting her in the ocean, and then also to Dexter being responsible for the for her death and the guilt and shame that Dexter has, or. Dexter or Deb being involved in killing La Puerta and and witnessing Dexter kill for the first time, like she, she her her character just went downhill as soon as she found out that Dexter killed Dexter's a serial killer and how he got away of all that stuff. Like I think she's just just gone downhill. And she's always hated, she's always resented Dexter for stealing her dad away from him from her because that's because like Harry would always do stuff with Dexter, would always do stuff with him, not so much with Deb. And Deb kind of, I think Deb had a kind of deep hatred for Dexter for that because she took, he took away her dad from her in a sense. So it's a lot of build up breach because Harry knew about what Dexter did. He, he knew about his urges. He knew about that. And every time Deb has a, what would want to go with them, they tell her no. So it's a lot of built up aggression. And then when she found out what really happened, like kind of what happened to Harry, once Harry found out, like saw what Dexter did for the first time, witnessing it is a lot different than telling him how to do it. So again, I don't know. She's just, her, her psyche just went off the rails as soon as she saw her brother, which what he really is. And that, and that, that's really kind of like driven them apart in a sense. Right. Now, we actually have this other scene, though, where Dexter runs to the hospital and the doctor told him that Harrison OD'd. And so, after that point, Dexter's wondering how the hell did he get the drugs in the first place? Mm -hmm. And who gave it to him and stuff like that. So, then we find out that it was Miles that winded up selling the drugs uh, to the jock. Mm -hmm. And basically... What Dexter does is he goes over to, he winds up going over to this vet, uh, over to the vet, telling him, telling the vet, hey, look, my goat is actually in pain. I need something to help, help him. 
So she goes, okay, Dex, go in ahead, help yourself to whatever you want. Well, not Dex, but Lindsay, uh, go ahead and help yourself to anything you want. And I'll just bill you for it later because she's in right now. She's in the middle of doing birth to a horse or whatever animal that she has. Mm-hmm. So he goes on ahead, helps himself. I also liked how he said, Ooh, I like this. A five finger uh, shopping spree. Yeah. Him stealing a, him taking as much, taking this classic, somewhat classic, like kill, kill room situations, like the needles, everything. And I was like, Okay, you're just gonna let him get away with him. Okay, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, don't you have to count the inventory to know how much you have? And then also too, even with the wrap that he ends up taking too, he winds up taking some plastic wrap as well. Yeah, which is even funny. It's like a serial killer's uh, shopping buffet. <laughs> the all-you-can-take buffet, not right? eat it, but take. <laughs> but. Then, then we also have another thing where we wind up seeing uh, we wind up seeing Angela and, of course, at this other Molly. scene at the hotel with Angela and uh, what's what's Molly. the podcast girl's name? I'm Molly. Molly. Uh, Molly and Angela. They go up to the desk and like, sir, we need a we need to know if a Matt if Matt checked out today, ma'am. I cannot give you that kind of information. And Molly's over there just trying to be doing her podcast self and things like that, trying to figure out an angle on how to get what she wants. And then all of a sudden, Angela comes over there flashing her badge. Yeah. And she goes, unless you want the rest of the NYPD over here, I suggest that you go ahead and give show us if he checked out. Okay. Yeah, he checked out around 1130 last night. And then just, well, what about those cameras? We can't allow you to have access to that. Oh, really? Okay. Um, how about this? Would you like the NYPD? She does the same angle again. And so she winds up getting over there and it's somebody else that has Matt's credit cards. Now, my question is this. Do you think that Kurt had gave them some credit cards in Matt's name? Or do you think that Matt, this might be somebody that was at the party that Matt had and so happened to be he grabbed a couple of his credit cards? Either one, I'm leaning more towards the Kurt because we don't know how long where they're located at, how long it takes from from there to New York, this hotel. We didn't see the drive. So again, we don't really fully know how long it takes to get from one locate that location to that one where they in New York. So it's possible Kurt probably could have driven because the cabin could have been on the way to that or then a yeah, I, mean, I think that one's more possible, or the guy stole it from him. But that guy doesn't look like the type of guy that would be in um, Iron Lakes because everybody would know who he is. He's like, hey, he stole Matt's credit cards. Like, he's he like, Matt's like Matt's a good child. Like everybody, everybody loves Matt. It's like they, like that. I think the Kirk thing seems more reasonable. But then again, there might be something we just really don't know here. Um, there could be another another a third party at play. I don't know, but the, like I, I knew it wasn't going to be Matt Caldwell because I saw him get killed. I right. saw him get put in the furnace. Like, yeah, and um, I think the, the one sequence with Molly I thought was hysterical was when she breaks up with Logan. Oh, I met somebody else. We we did we <laughs> we only messaged once online. Like, 
typical. It reminds me of so high school. It's not even funny with Molly. Yeah. And everything, but I like how sporadic she is, and also too, I like, I like Molly as a character. I really do. I mean, I don't find her annoying or anything like that. No, she's. I also like her quirkiness as well. You, you get a massage. Yeah, I'm gonna get a <laughs> massage. This place is jacuzzi. And right when Angela's talking about work, Molly's thinking about jacu- the jacuzzi because she's like the uh, the glitz and the glamour. And like all that kinds of stuff, um, and then like for her podcast, and the and the guy doesn't even know who her podcast is. <laughs> yeah, Molly fucking kills. Check it out. <laughs> because yeah. he's just looking at her like, really, we are at a police seminar. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah. Uh, then of course, uh, Dexter. After that, it cuts over to Dexter, mm-hmm. and he winds up finding Miles at the bar. And he winds up finding out that he is the one who's selling the ecstasy and stuff. And, of course, this is not Dexter's first rodeo when it comes down to uh, trying to buy drugs off of somebody. Oh, yeah. The third Remember episode, when? was fine. It's like, hey, <laughs> he gets the two Oreos. And he looks at him and he's like, hey, is, uh, is, is Freebo there? Like it's like it's like he's just acting like is Freebo there? I could use some drugs. Could get I need to get him from Freebo. And he's like he's like licking the uh the icing like they're drugs. Like <laughs> he's acting like he's spun, like he really spun out of control on drugs, which is funny. <laughs> With this one, he's just acting casually for ecstasy. Yeah. Hey, got anything blue? Yeah. Come in the back and everything, and I'll I'll hook you up. So they go in the back, and then that's whenever he takes out the syringe, where Dexter takes out the syringe, and then he sticks him with it. But I don't think he injects anything with him. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been conscious yeah. during the interrogation. So he doesn't even actually fully use the syringe like he wanted to. Because so, Scott showed up. Right. Logan shows up. Dexter winds up punching Miles. Miles goes down because Dexter doesn't want to blow his cover that he was trying to kill him. So he looks like a father who's actually just frustrated because this douchebag sold drugs to his son. So Logan winds up telling him, hey, Dex, you need to go in and chill out. Look, you have to go to the police station and fill out some paperwork and everything and follow behind me. So they they do that. He's inside the police station. And I just have to laugh because this is just small town police stations. The doors are open. Yeah. It's like an open door policy. You get to hear everything that's going on in the interrogation room. Everything's available to, for your listening pleasure. It's, and, like the all, it's like the Olive Garden for police stations when you hear your family and everybody everybody knows everything. Dominic Toretto's <laughs> favorite restaurant to eat at, Olive Garden. But <laughs> they get they get stuff done. This this the sheriff's department. I don't know, like. Everything's pretty. Every all the doors are see through or hear a sound, not soundproof. You can hear everything. Like Dexter knows what is that? That's why he's going up to hug the girl. Thank you for being there. So he's looking <laughs> at the freaking note. It's like, fall town, on, man. It's not how you're town. supposed to do this job. <laughs> because okay, let me just tell you this. Okay, another thing too is Dexter's like, oh, I think I'll have some of that coffee. Well, go ahead and help yourself, Jim. So he goes over there, and nobody even notices that he switches from being out in the front to being where the interrogation room, and there's happens to be a seat right across from the interrogation room. Why would there be a seat right across from the interrogation room? Just yeah, this again. because that would be the most private area that you yeah. don't want visitors to be at. Again, two different 
police stations he's worked at. Like, he's had a hard time in Miami PD to do stuff. He's having a field day at the, in this this share, this small town thing about instead of having the doctor evidence or have to like like cut off the cameras or edit it, the cameras or all that with Miami PD, he's able to get notes by just by giving a, somebody a hug and he can get a note. Right, and also too, in order for them to do blood splatter analysis or anything like that, they have to get someone from the outside or outside of the town maybe 20 minutes away, which is very, to be honest with you, that's actually re very realistic in a sense, because mm -hmm. I live in a small town, so I know that they would have to probably get someone outside of our little small town police department to do something like that, probably. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I remember when there was like a bomb threat over at the used car place or whatever, somebody found a hand grenade inside, inside a car. So oh, they wow. actually had to call the bomb squad. The bomb squad is actually list is actually about forty five minutes away. Mm. So I'm like, okay. So by the time you get here, the bomb might go off. <laughs> it was actually when it's supposed to be, but you know that's like, that's the realistic of it of, of that small town atmosphere is the fact that everything is not conveniently located into your police station like Miami PD or anything. Mm-hmm. So that is very relatable. Um, then of course, you know, I like how Logan's interrogating Miles. He goes, Look, I almost had six, we almost had 17 people OD. If it wasn't for me, that would have been number 17. We're now only at 16 because I was happened to be there. Who is selling this stuff? He goes, Man, I don't have to talk to you. I'm I need a lawyer. And then I like how even Dexter's afraid of how far Logan is at interrogation. Because mm -hmm. remember his inside thoughts? Because damn, even I have to be scared of his afraid of Logan. I mean, Dexter has to because De Logan was trying to give him parenting advice and Dexter wasn't taking it. Like, I would listen to Logan in a sense for parenting. And like, so Logan's a pretty good cop. That means something's going to happen to him. <laughs> right. And then after that, winds up happening, they find out that there is another person that was involved with the, making the drugs, which happens to be Jasper. So Logan writes down the address for for where Jasper lives. And here's the thing. At first, Dexter can't really see it because it's actually out of his uh, yeah. eye side view. So he goes on ahead, hugs the secretary who happens to be in a wheelchair and hugs her because it's gonna be okay. It's a, it's gonna be okay, Jim. It's gonna be okay. Your son's gonna be fine. I know. Thank you for the support. Yeah. And, and, and he looks looks at the note, knows the address, goes over to um, Jasper's house. Yeah, it's this, weird. Sorry, yeah. I, I want to go on the the, the secretary because you see her in a bar when they're celebrating. She's dancing. She's got two legs. I'm pretty sure I saw the same person. Are you sure. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure I saw her. I, I think that might just be a rolling chair. I don't know. It's a chair. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I was like, I saw her sitting down. When you see her at the bar, like when she's hanging out with all the other sheriffs and stuff, when like when Dexter shows up with Angela and stuff, I think I saw the same person. Could be. I could be wrong, but I saw her with legs walking just normally. Maybe she fell. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have to look at the chair again. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I was like, 
I just had to mention that because I was like, is that a, was that a major gaffe or something? I don't I don't know. Is that am I missed something? Or we're not supposed to focus in on that? Dexter again. These are the little things. Like I don't know. I I thought I saw her up and moving just fine in the first episode. I don't know. I just had to mention that. I need to go back and rewatch that. Coming soon, we're gonna find out if the secretary can is actually able to move her legs. <laughs> Coming up in the next episode. Because now I don't know. It's got me I could curious. be wrong, but I think I saw the same person like dancing and having a good time at the bar. I don't know. It's got me curious though. <laughs> uh so anyways, um and then after that it cuts over to Audrey and Molly again at the police station, like you mentioned yeah. before, with the we're not gonna cover that part anymore that no. part about the massage and stuff like no. that. Then Angel just happens to be in town for the seminar. I know. I was like what I liked him. I liked him. This I liked show. the I angel back in there. Angel year. Batista. It was nice seeing them back, and especially the behind the scenes when they interviewed him. They, they I, I, Clyde called me up. Um, Clyde uh, Phillips. He said he called me up. And he asked me, "Yo, you want to return?" Like, so right before he finished his sentence, Clyde Batista says, "Just tell me when and where." Or uh, the guy that plays him, he goes, "When and where?" Because he he want he wanted to be back. So and that one was like I did not expect that. And I was I was pleasantly surprised. I hate him because he 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 kind of sh- he kind of like he kind of threw Dexter on the bus. But we'll get into that in a sec. But it was nice seeing them back. It was it was nice seeing Angel back, and he's going into the whole entire thing of connecting the dots when it comes down to finding out who who's a serial killer, who's not a serial killer. Yeah. Going into the whole analogy. Ba- I think there's the Bay Harbor Butcher, the Bay Trinity Butcher, Killer, yeah. and trying yeah. to look at different angles from yeah. a police perspective on how to do something. And yeah. I like that. I like having a little bit of callbacks from like the early days of Dexter. Yeah. Like we, we already covered the Bay Harbor Butcher in our season two review. We will, we will do the Trinity Killer in season four. Don't like, and we're, We'll get to that one, and that, and I think I'm excited to get to that because I've seen I've seen most of that season, and I know what happens in that season because it's, and it's also the best season before the show goes off the rails, right. um, in terms of quality. But so it's nice seeing those callbacks to that. But I and I love the mention about like when he's helping Angela out a little bit about like trying to piece together the clues, and he says, "Go with your gut instinct," and that's when he goes to the callback and he goes, "We had a cop, Deborah Morgan." She's st- she's like she was able to nail the guy by sticking to her gut, and then Angela was like, "Well, man, I I wish I could have her." He goes, "He she's dead." Um, and then and that's when he goes over the family history of Dexter. And yeah, well, and he winds up. Yeah, this is what he winds up saying though to her. He looks at uh, and I, also too. I want to say this: Angel has not lost his spunk to pick up on chicks. Oh yeah, because he tries hitting on Angela. He goes, man, I like that feistiness of you. I like that attitude. It reminds me I of got a boyfriend. I worked with on the force. And just, I got a boyfriend. And I thought for sure, I thought 99% she was going to show a picture of Dexter. Oh, yeah. I, I was hoping for that. I was ruined. I was looking forward to it. I was thinking that's do how they were going to do it. And Batista was going to be like, well, I, I don't want to get, get involved with this type of guy. I don't want to get I mean, axed. Yeah, I don't want to get axed. But... I, I get. I don't know. I'm hoping this is not the last we see Batista. I want him to. I don't see, think so. I want him to show up and see Dexter alive. Me too. And and, um, and he goes. Um, he had a cute kid. And he goes. He had a cute cute kid. 
Can't think of the name. name. I mean, he mentioned Dexter Morgan. He had a she had a brother named Dex uh, Dexter, and he he had a cute son. He walks and at back. first you're thinking that he's not going to say his name, yeah. Because and and then he walks off, and then he winds up pausing for a minute, and then he had the like, epiphany, right? Harrison, like, yeah. <laughs> and Angela is like, her eyes kind of lit up a little bit. And it makes you know what though? I mean, come on. There's got to be, you know, other kids named Harrison. Yeah. I mean, but, right. but to, to, to quote uh, to to quote Katie from uh, the uh, Sun Chi, or or, <laughs> but the fact is, if it was like if Angela had not met Harrison, Dexter's son in the first second episode, she wouldn't have picked up on it. But the right. fact that she's known Harrison, he's considered the hero of the town. Audrey has a thing for Harrison. Like, she really does have a thing. Like, the two of them are going to hook up. It's pretty obvious. Um, right. it, it's pretty obvious. The fact that Harrison's a well-known person, that's what kind of, like, puts uh, Dexter in the doghouse. Yeah. Or Jim. Jim, Jim Lindsay the in the doghouse. Dog yeah. But after next, after next week's episode, we're going to call him... Or, the name Jim Lindsay was not going to last. It's going to be Dexter. So we can go back to calling him Dex instead of Jim. <laughs> right. Okay. So now Dexter gets the address to Jasper's house. He's going... Now, this reminds me of old school Dexter from Miami, where he's slowly going into the house, looking around, seeing where, he, where uh, Jasper's at. And also, too, I like how he said, oh, I have to kill him for this wallpaper. <laughs> well, after he steps on, like, he steps on drugs, I'm like, isn't there going to be residue on your boots? Because there's a lot of pills all over the place in that, uh, in this house. Exactly. There should be some type of evidence. But then again, Snow might actually have something that might be a factor in that, though, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So... But then, of course, Dexter winds up t- uh, taking him. He winds up putting, get, also winds up stabbing him in the neck with the syringe. And he winds up using the antidote in the syringe. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he winds up waking up. And then that's, of course, when, you know, he's like, I got to do this quick before Logan sh- shows up. You've lived long enough, dude. Like, I mean, he said, dude, I think he said, dude. And right when he said, right when he's about to, you know, end it. Damn Logan. The the, the killer block. Right. Dex, Dex. And here's the thing. With small towns, everything is close by. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they don't have a lot of time to, like in Miami, you have probably a good 20 minutes or so before, or 30 minutes or more depending on traffic or whatever, to probably do what you have to do and then get out. Mm-hmm. With small towns, 15, 20 minutes tops. You don't have time to go ahead and show him the pictures of everybody he killed. He has no choice but to do them right away. Because then all of a sudden, Logan shows up. He's like, he's shit, like, fuck. Like, <laughs> so, so he's like, he's, he, he, he stabs the knife, looking like he stabbed the guy. I mean, this note, he just put it on the table. And he's trying to think, he's trying to think on his feet. Okay. I've done this before. I'm going to make the guy OD. And that's how he winds up OD. He makes the guy OD on his own medicine. Well, on his own pills. 
and also puts him in the gaming chair. So when they turn him around, he's dead. Then after that, it goes into another with Kirk and uh, Chloe again. This time, yeah. Chloe's thinking that he she wants sex. He wants sex from her. Yeah. So she takes off her shirt. She takes off her bra. She goes, "Is this what you want? Come and get it. If this is what you want." Yeah, then all of a Kurt's not and, happy. No, it frustrates him because this is also going against his code of a girl being not being frightened by him because that's mm-hmm. another thing that's part of him as well. This girl is thinking another way around and he's frustrated because he doesn't have control over the situation just like how Dexter doesn't have control over the things that he's going through. Yeah. In a sense. So also too... This is when Kirk gets pissed off. He closes the laptop and everything. Comes back about five, ten minutes later. And next thing you know it, he opens up. He ends up telling, okay, you can leave. Hits the button to let her go. And she's at first she is. At first she's buying it. Because she puts on her code and everything. And then she thinks about it. And then the realization sits in. He goes, why is he all of a sudden letting me go now? So she goes, why don't you come down here and make me? And, of course, she winds up finding the piece of glass from the other girl that was there originally. Mm-hmm. Her comes down, and then that's when she winds up grazing him. And everything. Oh, yeah, on the face, yeah. On the face. That pisses him off even more. He drags her back up the stairs and tells her to run. And, of course, Chloe doesn't. She's not backing down. She's a fire. I was rooting for her. I know. I was but like, I was, this re- I was be... her too, but I just knew she was not going to survive that one. And right. oh, she, she, that was brutal. That that was brutal, right in the eye, and that pissed Kurt off too, because she's like, "Damn it! I didn't want this to go this way." You ruin everything. And he and he shoots her again. It's not like it's going to stop. Like you shot her twice. Not like it's, you're going to be able to cover this one up. No. So now. So basically, I think he has to drain her just like he does everybody else, but it's going to be a different type of way of how he gets rid of the bodies, probably. But yeah. it go, but the way she acted go, went against his code. Whatever his code is, it went against his code. Because mm-hmm. I think he wanted the girls to be afraid. Yeah. He wanted them to run for their lives. She was the one who actually stood up to Kurt, Kurt versus all yeah. the other girls. And it remind this to be honest with you, this theme kind of reminds me of Kiss the Girls with Morgan Freeman. Oh yeah. Um I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Uh, I think it's Alex Cross, I believe it was. Yeah, Alex name. Cross. Yeah. yeah. Not that horrible Tyra Perry movie. It was no that shit. The Morgan Freeman one is a whole lot better. But, yeah, yeah, much better. <laughs> uh, then of course, that's uh, after that winds up happening. Deb wants Dexter to go home and be a good father and not do this off of revenge because yeah. it seems like he's doing this for revenge and not for the code. He says, I'm doing it for my urges. <laughs> that's literally what he told Deb or imaginary Deb. Um, I thought the dinner sequence with Kurt and Harrison was interesting because I really thought, is he going to take Harrison? Me too. Then I realized it doesn't fit the code. It doesn't fit. It doesn't hit. He always goes for girls, teenage girls when they're on their runaways, because he doesn't like them messing up his works. Doesn't like them staying in his par- at businesses. 
I, I didn't really think he was going to do it to Harrison. I was really hoping not, because if he did, you know Dexter is going to come after him. Right. And I was thinking the same thing, too. I was thinking, is Kirk going to hurt Harrison? Then I'm like you, though, too. I'm like, that doesn't fit his MO. That does not, that does not go with his um, thing. He goes after runaway girls, not guys. Yeah. But I like how he's trying to have a heart-to-heart with Harrison. Hey, do, the, do me a favor. When someone pisses you off, do something nice for them, even if they don't deserve it. Harrison mm-hmm. goes, no, I think we're past that. <clears throat> and, of course, you know, the hit there at the diner, He Kirk winds up giving Harrison a job. But, now this is a little bit of a theory, but I'm thinking if Harrison does take that job at the diner, he's going to see a lot of girls go missing. Yeah. Like, I can see all... that also puts your- him in danger though too yeah i mean i think at some point down the line kurt's gonna get so pissed off i think he's gonna take audrey and i think it's either harrison or dexter are gonna they're gonna have a huge manhunt for uh kurt because i think there's like one promo you see uh see i think you see dexter's truck crash through the gate of one of the uh, the cabins and right before the i think kurt's about to kill him like kill somebody you see him ducking to get away from the car. So there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a big final battle. I think it's the second either I think with the last episode, Dexter or Harrison will find the location where the cabin is and stop Kurt. Um that's how I see this playing out. That's how I see it playing out though too, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Harrison does get the job with him, of course. And of course when uh Harrison comes home Dexter goes, so, did you talk to the doctor? Yeah, it was good. It was good talking to somebody. But he doesn't know who he talked to. No. He thinks that he went to talk to the doctor, but he doesn't talk to the uh, to the psychiatrist until the next episode. Because, also, too, if anybody's wondering uh, about the psychiatrist thing, the bartender was the one who got, gave Dexter the number for the psychiatrist. Yeah. But, but, no, I'm thinking that in the next episode or whatever – we find out a little bit more about Harrison's past that he mm-hmm. can't tell Dexter about. Yeah. But that's it for as far as this episode goes, as far as this review goes. But I'm aiming more towards the fact that the tussle is going to be between the jock and also Harrison. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as that prediction goes, I'm thinking Harrison's going to take the job at the diner and then he's going to see a lot of missing girls go missing. It may not be Audrey right away. I'm thinking that there's going to be another runaway that happens to come in. Mm-hmm. And then Kurt winds up talking to her into working at the diner, but he never, and then of course Harrison never f- sees the girl working at the diner. Yeah. So it's, that's just a little thing. It's all building to a final climax. Right. Um, and I'm thinking that we're going to see Batista again. I really do. I think we're going to see Angel come back. It would be funny as Masuka shows up. I was thinking <laughs> the same thing, man. I was <laughs> actually thinking... <laughs> <laughs> he's into that kinky stuff. I was right. surprised there's not a, a kinky sex convention down in New York. Mm. And then he and you see Masuka as the, the, the moderator speaker for that. <laughs> but one other thing, though, I want to mention is this. At the very end of the last season, right, we see Dexter. He winds up killing the serial killer. Walks out of the interrogation room. Angel and 
Joey, both know that Dexter killed him, but they turn a blind eye, acting like they that he, did it he for didn't self do defense. it. Be, I, it was self defense he, because remember, yeah. but he, Angel and Joey were even thinking about killing the guy themselves. Yeah. So basically, they do a self. Uh, he kills uh, Dexter. Winds up killing him in self defense, but it also makes me wonder how can he get away with this because it's legal to fake your own death. What's he gonna? What's the excuse that he's gonna use when Angela says, "What are you running from?" Yeah, he could say maybe his past. I think that's probably gonna be that's probably gonna be mm-hmm. his answer. I mean, that's, that's, I know it is, but again, I don't know. I mean, but is his past could, that bad enough to want to kill his own, fake his own well, death? Because like, he's probably gonna say, "My sister died. I had no, I had nobody." He could say that. I mean, I think because he because uh, his sister was everything, and I think he, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he mentions Rita. I wouldn't be surprised sure. in that. Like again, I don't know. There's stuff. There there's stuff in his past. Like he killed his sister because his sister was in a coma. She, she was brain dead for from no reason, absolutely what? no reason. She was brain dead. No reason why they wrote that in the script. That was stupid. So I, I could say that, and I think he just he just didn't want to. I don't think he wanted to raise his his son in that environment where everybody's looking for him. Again, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm just speculating. Like, I mean, it, it, we'll find out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, anyways, that that's that does it for our, uh, Dexter After Show episode five review of Runaway. And thanks again, Charlie. I do appreciate you reviewing this. This, to be honest with you, I always look forward to Mondays because I like re- talking about Dexter and has a new freshness about just reviewing this it's show. It's new. It's not old. We're not doing the old episodes, even though right. I really look forward to doing season four. The other season after that, you know, not so much. But, I mean, we started this a year ago, like talking about Dexter. We started this almost about a year ago. So I think it's it's only it's only fitting that we're talking about the new Dexter exactly one year later and right. to have our second episode of this series over 1.2 K like 1.2 K views. Not too bad. No, that's <laughs> a a definitely a episode, one single episode. And it's higher than all the other Dexter ones we've done. <laughs> right. But anyways, guys, we do appreciate the love and support that you showed towards us at movie lovers tonight. So, anyways, if you guys want to go in and follow us underneath Facebook at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite over there, underneath the same brand name on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. You guys can go on ahead and get an audio-only podcast episode wherever you guys get your major podcasts from. Also, too, go on ahead and rate us on Good Pods. Good Pods is a great place if you guys want to go ahead and rate us over there. Tell us what you think about each episode. Give us a five-star review if you choose to do so. Also, too, donate to our page. How do you do that? You just go over to Good Pods. No, good Pods. You just go over to GoFundMe.com forward slash movie lovers podcast and donate five to ten dollars over that way so but here's the thing you don't have to do that if you don't want to we understand that christmas is upon us so just go on ahead go over to youtube subscribe over there give us a thumbs up tell us what you think about some of the videos that we've done that means so much to us also too subscribing to our channel like i mentioned also to smash that little bell in the bottom right hand corner to allow you guys to know when you guys when we have something new here at movie lovers tonight also too go on ahead follow me underneath uh, Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit, and then also too underneath Movie Lovers Unit Zero on TikTok. And then, you, of course, if you want to be on the show, if you're a sponsor, go on ahead 
and email me at movielovesunite at gmail.com. That's everywhere that you need to reach us at and everything. Tomorrow night, uh, great. We have another special show that we're going to be doing. I'm going to be doing with um, what made for TV podcast. And we're going to be doing a film from Holly Shorts Film Festival. And it's called The Long Goodbye. This actually features one of the Academy Award winning, um, not a, well, he was nominated for The Sound of Metal. And oh. this is his little short film and everything. His name is Riz. Uh, Riz. Ahmed or whatever. Ahmed. The guy from Venom. Ahmed. Ahmed, yeah. Yeah, Ahmed. But he's a great actor. We're going to be reviewing that short film tomorrow night. So go ahead. Go over there at Movie Lovers Unite. Tell us what you guys think. Always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. Can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye.